Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Welcome to Aaron Menke's Cabinet of Curiosities, a production of iHeartRadio and Grim and Mild. Our world is full of the unexplainable. And if history is an open book, all of these amazing tales are right there on display, just waiting for us to explore. Welcome to the Cabinet of Curiosities. Everyone needs to unwind. After a long week at the office dealing with constant demands of emails, meetings, and phone calls, it's nice to take a little time to kick off one's shoes, lean back, and enjoy some peace and quiet. Now, the way we relax is up to personal preference. Where one person might play video games well into the night, someone else may pour themselves a cup of tea or scotch and curl up with a good book. Still others unwind by engaging their brains by attending trivia nights or playing card games or perhaps honing their mental acuity with a puzzle. Those were the people Arthur was interested in. Born in England in 1871, Arthur seemed destined to work for a newspaper. After all, his father had been the editor of the Liverpool Mercury for many years. In 1891, when Arthur was 20 years old, he came to the United States looking to establish a name for himself. He found his place in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and while his father may have been the editor of a local paper back home, Arthur would have to work his own way up at the much larger Pittsburgh Press. Theirs was not a modest operation. In fact, it only lagged behind the Philadelphia Inquirer, the most popular newspaper in Pennsylvania at the time. The press served as the perfect springboard for Arthur's rise to fame. By 1913, he had moved on from Pennsylvania to Cedar Grove, New Jersey, where he took a job at another newspaper called the New York World. Now, the world was owned by the Pulitzer family, and they were in need of material for their fun section, an area of the paper where puzzles and games were often published to keep readers entertained. Arthur, though, didn't want to repurpose something someone else had made. He knew of all kinds of puzzles that would have worked within the world's pages, but rather than limit himself to a common brain teaser that might have been found in a children's activity book, Arthur created his own, and he designed it with adults in mind. He borrowed an idea from the word square, a puzzle in which letters of random words were arranged in a square shape so that they were read the same horizontally and vertically. Except instead of a square, Arthur laid out small boxes into a diamond shape with the word fun already filled in across the top three squares. The rest of the boxes had small numbers printed in their corners and a list of clues underneath. It was the reader's job to read each clue and fill in the corresponding answer in the puzzle with each letter occupying a single square. His creation became an overnight sensation. Within a few years, his unique word puzzles were being adapted and printed in newspapers all over the country, including Arthur's old stomping grounds, the Pittsburgh Press. Of course, as the puzzles continued to gain popularity, newspapers started altering the original design. That first diamond shape went through a number of iterations until it became standardized into the now common square-shaped layout. In order to separate the clues and make the answers more readable, black boxes were also added. Puzzle addicts were solving them everywhere, 
on subway trains, in cafes, and on park benches. The New York Public Library found itself policing the use of its dictionaries as the children who needed to use them were being turned away by fervent puzzle solvers. And as with all popular pastimes, everyone's latest obsession also attracted its fair share of critics. One writer for the New York Times called it a primitive form of mental exercise, which is pretty funny considering that today the New York Times is home to one of the most popular and widely solved puzzles in the world. Published every Monday through Saturday, there is measures in even 15 by 15 squares. However, on Sunday, it balloons to an impressive 21 by 21 squares, because when something is popular, people just want more. Arthur Wynne's Silly Game took the world by storm. Originally called a word cross, the element of its name got rearranged, much like the squares on the page, into something more timeless and classic. The Crossword Puzzle. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. This episode is sponsored by Intuit. Here's a story for you. Once upon a time, a young woman was haunted by the ghosts of bad financial decisions, with credit card debt and an empty savings account looming over her every day. But when she tried to ignore these ghosts, they only grew bigger and scarier. And these ghosts of her bad financial decisions were stopping her from living her best life. So she decided to face them head on and take control of her finances with help from Intuit. Intuit helps you face your financial fears with confidence through products like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Whether you're trying to manage your money or trying to run a business, Intuit gives you the confidence to take control of your finances so you can live your best life. Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Intuit has helped 100 million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com, I-N-T-U-I-T.com to start living yours. Let's get into it. Now I'd like to introduce you to Meaningful Beauty, the famed skincare brand created by iconic supermodel Cindy Crawford. It's her secret to absolutely gorgeous skin. Meaningful Beauty makes powerful and effective skincare simple, and it's loved by millions of women. It's formulated for all ages and all skin tones and types, and it's designed to work as a complete skincare system, leaving your skin feeling soft, smooth, and nourished. I recommend starting with Cindy's Full Regimen, which contains all five of her best-selling products, including the amazing Youth Activating Melon. Serum. This next generation serum has the power of melon leaf stem cell technology. It's melon leaf stem cells encapsulated for freshness and released onto the skin to support a visible reduction in the appearance of wrinkles. With thousands of glowing five-star reviews, why not give it a try? Subscribe today and you can get the amazing Meaningful Beauty system for just $49.95. That includes our introductory five-piece system, free gifts, free shipping, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. All of that available at MeaningfulBeauty.com. When it comes to notable events in American history, New Jersey tends to stand out above the rest. It was the location of more revolutionary war battles than any other colony. The boardwalk in Atlantic City was not only the first one ever built, it was also the longest in the world. 
and founding father Alexander Hamilton was famously killed in a duel there by Aaron Burr in 1804. Speaking of Hamilton, he had great plans for New Jersey. He believed that the town of Patterson was destined to become the start of a new revolution. And it was. Hamilton insisted the United States needed to focus on industry. The rest of the world was moving ahead, and the new nation he'd helped create was at risk of falling behind. Patterson became the first planned industrial city in the country, and though its future was hampered by events like the Great Depression and the end of World War II, its intended greatness rippled out to other parts of the state. Namely, nearby Hawthorne, New Jersey. In 1957, two engineers from Hawthorne, American Alfred Fielding and Swiss chemist Mark Chavon, were working to disrupt an industry they thought had fallen pretty flat. Literally. They wanted to create a new kind of wallpaper, specifically one that was three-dimensional. Among their many attempts, one involved two shower curtains, which they adhered together with a heat-sealing machine. Their plan hit a snag, though, when they found air bubbles trapped between the curtains. Yet even though it wasn't what they'd anticipated— Fielding and Siobhan had achieved their goal, a wholly unique kind of wallpaper. Its puffy texture was different from the boring and flat two-dimensional wallpapers people were already familiar with, so they pressed forward. But it didn't catch on. Customers couldn't see the benefit of having padded walls in their homes. Even the beatniks they were targeting with their hip new invention didn't want it. Fielding and Siobhan didn't quit, though. They piloted their air-filled shower curtains to another industry, building insulation, specifically for greenhouses. Sadly, horticulturalists didn't care much for it either. While it did provide some benefit to greenhouse owners, it wasn't enough to justify the cost. It seemed nobody wanted to install this new breed of covering on their walls, regardless of whether they were made of plaster or glass. It wasn't until three years later, when Frederick W. Bowers got a hold of it, that things started to turn around. Bowers was a marketing whiz, and he saw a burgeoning opportunity for Fielding and Siobhan in the technology space. It was October of 1959, and IBM was getting ready to launch their new 1401 data processing system comprised of three components. A card read punch about the size of a bedroom dresser, the processing unit, which looked a lot like a squat refrigerator, and the massive printer. Together, these pieces cost $2,500 a month to rent, roughly $22,000 today. They required large trucks to transport them, and Bowers believed the puffy wallpaper that he was selling would be perfect for making sure the 1401s got to their destination safely and securely. IBM thought so too. After a brief demonstration, they contracted Bowers' company to wrap their new computers in it before rolling them out the door and onto the new trucks. The original design for Fielding and Siobhan was tweaked to include more air pockets for better protection, and Alfred Fielding's five-year-old son also seemed to like it. One day while playing with a sheet of the stuff, the little boy popped one of the pockets in his hands. It went off with a bang. He didn't cry, though. He reached for another one and popped it. And then another. And then another. The IBM deal was the beginning. The discovery that had failed to fulfill its first and second intended purposes had found new life as an ideal packaging material. It was a rousing triumph and one more feather in New Jersey's prolific cap of successful inventions. Today, Bauer's company, Sealed Air, sells about half a billion dollars worth of the would-be wallpaper each year, under its more popular name, Bubble Wrap. I hope you've enjoyed today's guided tour of the Cabinet of Curiosities. Subscribe for free on Apple Podcasts or learn more about the show by visiting curiositiespodcast.com. This show was created by me, Aaron Mankey, in partnership with How Stuff Works. 
I make another award-winning show called Lore, which is a podcast, book series, and television show. And you can learn all about it over at theworldoflore.com. And until next time, stay curious. Thank you.